Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider website, and it's a special edition of Voices of the Valley with our friend uh, Rich Savosik, who's one of the big major broadcasters in the Missouri Valley Conference world and, and a good friend and a, an outstanding broadcaster, former coach himself. Rich, uh, thanks for joining us today, and we find you in Florida. Okay. I'm, here in, I'm here in St. Louis where it's 10 and sleeting. Why are you in Florida? Well, I had to get out of the uh, the cold weather, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I timed it perfectly, actually. And without a, a game uh, this week or next, so uh, it gave me a chance to, to get to get warm, get toasty. Good for you. We're at the quarter pole of the Missouri Valley Conference season, five games in, five teams tied for first place at four and one, and Bradley lurking just one game further back. Uh, those five teams, or if you throw Bradley in, half of them right there fighting for the top spot. What's the biggest surprise of those six teams that maybe somebody's missing or you're surprised that somebody's there? Well, I, I tell you, the, the job that Brian Mullins has done at Southern Illinois, I mean, you lose two prolific starters in Marcus Damask, who's having a heck of a year at Illinois, and then you lose Lance Jones, who's having a great year at Purdue. and you find yourself in first place. I mean, they, you know, typical uh, Brian Mullins coach team, they guard you, guard you from end line to end line to make it tough. And Xavier Johnson has just picked up the slack and become just an unbelievable leader, unbelievable score, number two in the country, I think at the last look, mm-hmm. um, you know, and has really led that team, you know, and, you know, so that might be my surprise. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Indiana State, um, you know, a tremendous job that uh, Josh Schertz has done. You know, but he had some of those key players back, but he did he did add a couple of new guys um, that have made an impact. And some of the old guys have gotten better this year and, and continued to mature. Jason Kent um, comes to mind. Um, he's a guy who has really, you know, gotten better each year that he's played in the Valley. And then, you know, it, it's Drake. That Darren has done, it's, he's been so consistent that sometimes you overlook him. Yeah. Job he's done. I mean, obviously he had Brody and, and his son Tucker back, who had an unbelievable game the other night against Indiana State, dropped 29. But, you know, the rest of the pieces were gone and a lot of experience and Roman Penn and Wilkins. And, you know, he's retooled it, um, took a couple of transfers, uh, a young freshman kid uh, playing well, right? Gibson, you know, those guys. And lo and behold, uh, they're at the top of the standing. So, you know, and I think, and I don't want to jinx anybody here, but, you know, with Connor Hickman coming back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bradley hit that little skid after they got off to such a great non-conference start. But now they've won their last two and they won them convincingly. So, you know, look for Brian Wardle's team to, to not go away anytime soon. 
It's very interesting. As we mentioned, five teams, five, four and one, and one team, three and two. Probably one of the surprises might be that Northern Iowa isn't one of those top six teams, but they seem to be getting it back together, and they're only one game further back from Bradley at two and three. Um, you mentioned Brian Mullins. I, some of us left them for dead. I, you know, full confession. I think I voted them eighth or ninth or something in the preseason poll, and here they are. You know, so you just never know, right? What was it? Uh, Tony Larusa used to say around here: "They're men, not machines." You know, we we plug them all in, and 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 they don't always turn out the way we thought they would. Well, you know, you look at it. They're because they and oh, let's let's not forget they lost Dalton Banks. Yep. Who's who's now having a solid year at Illinois State, but their their front line has really gotten much better. Yep. I mean, Clarence Rupert, the young man who transferred from St. Peter's, is having a good year. Hensley is playing well. D'Amico is playing well. So, I I think very underrated front line. And you know, I'm trying to remember the the game. It was like two games ago where Trent Brown just went off. Yep. And had like six or seven threes. And it was like one of those games that, and I'm sure if you ask Coach Mullins, you know, he's been waiting for Trent Brown to have that type of game because he's just, he's a terrific shooter. And, you know, look out if, if he becomes that consistent three-point shooter. And, you know, speaking of three-point shooters, you, you mentioned you and I, and, you know, they spread you and shoot it. And Bowen Bourne, um, you know, one of the, the better guards, league you know if they figure it out on the defensive end um then i i think they're going to be in the hunt yeah i asked uh jake uh the other day coach jacobson on the weekly press conference thing that the valley hosts i said i'm not used to your teams giving up 80 points and he said i'm not either he was a little salty you know and then i said can you tell me what the problems have been he said there's too many <laughs> <laughs> he said, we've got too many to work on. They put up a good defensive show, though, the other night and won their game. Got a lot of help off the bench the other night. We're at the quarter pole. I mentioned four teams, five teams, four and one. Uh, how serious do we take the standings at the quarter pole? I, I, I think you're starting to see a little bit of separation, um, you know, from top to bottom, but not, you know, still move up we always talk about it the the vaunted thursday game in the tournament you don't want to play on, on thursday but there's but, eight of them in that game now <laughs> and, and so it's tougher to climb out of that thursday yeah. game but i i think you know it guys i guess you know drake is up there indiana state um you know I, i'd be remiss if i if i didn't you know give credit to steve prome at Murray State. I really mean, turned it around. They struggle in, in the non-conference. And I had them in in their opening conference at Illinois State, and they got beat. And I'm scratching my head thinking, you know, they had so many returners mm -hmm. coming back. I, I just expected more through their non-conference season. But they, you know, like a lot of teams, it, it came down to a bucket here, a bucket there. And and instead of being, you know, a game under 500, maybe they're two above. But, you know, now, you know, wow, what they did on the road at Missouri State the other night. Holy cow. Yeah, special. It's special the way he's been able to turn it around. He's getting good play out of a number of players. And 
uh, Applewhite joining them after being declared eligible by the NCA has really helped them as well. Uh, you mentioned their big victory over Missouri State. And after that game, athletic director Kyle Moats put out this big written statement about he's not happy with the performance, expects more. Your thoughts about an athletic director doing that uh, with 15 games left in the season. Uh, what what do you think he's hoping to accomplish? And, and what do you think was said? I mean, we read the statement, but what do you think was said? Uh, you know, I, I think... I think he felt like he had to do it from a, you know, to keep fans engaged um, and people, you know, keeping people coming to the game. Um, you know, one thing I, I will say is he didn't give the uh, the dreaded uh, vote of confidence. No, he of saying he's our guy no matter what because you know as, as an ex coach when you when you hear that you're like oh boy I'm in big trouble. Um, so I you know I think. You know, hey, the bottom line is nobody wants to win more than than the head coach, and in this case, Dana Ford. I mean, he's he's trying to figure things out. You know, they they missed uh, Matt Lee uh, for a number of games there, and then he came back, and it just it hasn't clicked. Yeah. But sometimes it takes time. When you when you lose when you lose a guy up front, it's easier for him to come back and get into the rotation and things go well. But when you lose a, a guard and now, especially in this case, a point guard, now you're trying to bring them back into the rotation. It takes a little time. I mean, everybody is, has got to move over a little bit, so to speak, whether it's in position or in playing time. So, you know, I, I think, I think Dana will get them playing hard and, and get it turned around um, as the season goes on. Yeah, and, and I'm a big fan of Dana Ford's and and love his approach and and all of that. But they've struggled, right? They've had talented teams that haven't maybe lived up to what people like me have voted them to be preseason. And and obviously that's a kind of an unfair thing as well because I don't know anything, you know. And I and I say they're going to finish second, and then they finish fifth, and they look bad, right? You know. And so uh, it's a difficult time, and we wish you know Dana Ford the best, and obviously. You know, Missouri State's probably the largest university in the league. And and I keep waiting for Missouri State to be the big dog in this conference. Right. And it and it just hasn't happened, uh, really. And baseball is probably the outlier, and basketball used to be. Um, but, man, their, bas- their women's basketball team has won about six or seven in a row. They're hot right now. But um, you just keep waiting for them to climb that mountain and become the new Wichita State because of their resources, and it just hasn't happened. And it, you know, you look at it. I mean, it's not just Dana Ford; it was Paul Lusk before him. I mean, Quanzo right. Martin. Yes, he he had had the one good year, won the regular season. Um, you know, Barry Hinson did a great job. I, I I I hate to really go back, but I remember something that that. Uh, oh my God! I can't believe I'm I, I'm having an old person's moment here. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, Norm at uh, Mizzou. Norm Stewart. Norm Stewart. I apologize. Norm Stewart said to me one time uh, during an interview. He said, "You know, early on in his career at Missouri, they won the Big Eight, so it became easier to win it moving forward because everybody believed you could do it. Mm. They they had an opportunity when Kim Anderson um, who was in school early in Norm's career there." 
And they lost in the Elite Eight to Michigan. And, and he always said, if we had won that and got to the Final Four, we would have made multiple Final Fours just because now everybody believes you can do it. And I think that's, mm. that's somewhat the issue at Missouri State, even though it's transcended a number of coaches. That the two years that Barry Hinson was at Missouri State and you know had the best RPI in, in the country of any team left out, like in the low twenties. Yeah, so I think it was like twenty-one. If they make it one of those years, I, you know, maybe Barry is still there. Maybe Barry went on to a bigger job, but the next coach now he he's looking at that banner and it's like okay, it can be done because it's been done recently. Yeah. So. It's one of those things, but you know, the issue is, especially when you're a league that's not getting five or six or seven teams in, and and you may be depending on winning your conference tournament, unless you have, you know, an unbelievable non-conference run. And I think that being said, I think we have a couple of teams in the Valley this year that don't have to win the tournament that could still get in, but. It always goes back to, and you know, well, never made the tournament, and that's what fans point to, and athletic directors point to, and you know, it's not for not trying. Um, sometimes it just doesn't go your way, but in in this case with Dana, you know, he he does have have some talent. Um, you know, the Edwards kid, the transfer from uh, Xavier and Matt Lee, we mentioned before, and Alston and Dance Moore. I mean. He's got a good nucleus, and they just got to start clicking, and then they become a dangerous team. It's, I'll go back to Bradley. Mm. You know, Bradley was 6-0, and oh, and they were rocking. I mean, and I'm watching them, and I'm thinking, wow, this Bradley is really good. You know, and they got good pieces with Hickman and Leones, and Darius Hanna has become, you know, a very good offensive player besides defensive. And – it's, and then all of a sudden, bam, they, they lose one and they lose a second one. And then Hickman goes down and it's like, you can't stop the bleeding. <laughs> and then finally Hickman comes back and now they're, they're playing better and we'll see if they can continue. Yeah. I think they're going to be really scary. I mean, I think Bradley's going to be outstanding. Are you in the market for a new car? I was, and I ended up at Don Brown Chevrolet here in St. Louis. Don Brown is famous for saying they are on King's Highway at the entrance to the hill, and I went to Don Brown Chevrolet, and salesman Ben Yates answered all of my questions. He went the extra mile and helped me understand what the process was like, and then he got me perfectly situated in my brand new Chevrolet Trailblazer. I hate buying cars. I hate all the back and forth. And Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet took all the manipulation out of it, helped me find the car I wanted and really that I needed. If you're looking for a new car, go to Don Brown Chevrolet, but not just to that great dealership. Call 314-474-0270 and ask for my new friend, Ben Yates. There's a picture of Ben and me and my brand new car on our website, valleyhoopsinsider.com. Low pressure, great service, helpful to a fault. Let Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet know you heard about it. From me, Harry Schrader at valleyhoopsinsider.com. I think the latest is Indiana State is 35 in the net, maybe. Um, yeah, your thoughts about 
one or two of those teams having a chance because now after they've started winning again, Bradley's all of a sudden an 80 in the net. I mean, they, they had a really good non-conference until it fell apart a bit there at the end with Hickman out. Um, realistically for the fans watching this, uh, those teams would have to play well through the regular season. And then one of them not win the conference tournament. Who has the best bet of making it? Is it obviously Indiana state? I, I think right now I, I'd have to say either Indiana state or Drake, um, you know, you can point and try and figure out, okay, what's the, the best win Drake has had. They had an opportunity against UAB and didn't get that one. And that kind of hurt. I'll be, you know, I'll be, it was on the road, but, um, you know, it's hard to count out because they've been to the tournament the last couple of years or two of the last three years. And, you know, we can say all we want that they only judge you on your year. That's human nature says, eh, you know, I know that team. Drake's been, been to the tournament, you yeah. know, they, they can get there. But I think those two um, would have the best opportunity, albeit, you know, Southern Illinois as I guess the best win non-conference with the win over Oklahoma state. Um, you know, so those two, those two and a half maybe. And then I would, we haven't mentioned Belmont and, and the job that Casey Alexander has done. And, you know, Kay Tyson is having a terrific year, an MVP type year through the first five games. And, how about the freshman, not freshman, but the transfer Malik Dia? Yeah, it's been um, terrific. I mean, if uh, if he had played that well at Vanderbilt, he would have never transferred. <laughs> Holy cow! Or at least at least Stackhouse would have, uh, you know, never let him go down the road to Belmont. But he has been yeah. a terrific addition as well. He has that long three point set shot. It's just it's fascinating to watch. I get to go see him tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to seeing him up close and personal. But uh, yeah, he takes a set shot from way outside the arc. It's really funny to watch a six nine guy do that. He's a, he's a very good player, talented. Um, you know, if I had to say, okay, newcomer of the year through the first five games, it would probably be him. Yeah, I think so too. Casey is preseason. Casey Alexander told me now he's had some really good, you know, uh, post players and whatnot. He said, I don't know if he's going to be as good as some of those guys. He said, but Malik Dia is the most talented big man I've ever had. And so I was like, well, okay, I'm really going to pay attention to this dude, you know? And then they didn't start him most of the year. He was coming off the bench and being highly productive. And, uh, but he was highly productive anyway. I thought, oh, well, they, they realize that's his role. So then they put him back in the starting lineup. I asked Casey the other day, I said, well, what happened? He said, well, he wasn't defending very well, so I made him come off the bench, and now he's defending better, so I'm letting him play, you know. So it's a good coaching, right? That's motivation. There's no more motivation than sitting on the bench, yeah. you know. That, uh, but, you know, and the one thing, going back to the, the question about, you know, multiple teams making it in the NCAA tournament, I think the other thing that helps the league this year is, you know, Evansville's improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, Evansville, David Ragland, I mean, again, he had them undefeated and, and going and, and, you know, one of the exciting newcomers, and I'm going to butcher his name, Ben Humricos. Did I, did I get that right? I haven't had them yet. So I think it's Humricos. Humricos. So he's yeah. become, he's become my egidious 
uh, <laughs> Moscovicius. Moscovicius. Yes. You know, I still butcher his name. I'm yeah. sorry, Gideus, and your parents. I apologize. <laughs> but I mean, David Raglan has has turned that program around, and you know that has made the Valley overall better. And again, what what Ryan uh, Peden has done at Illinois State, he's improved them. I mean, Burford is having a solid year. Uh, you know, Miles Foster, another uh, newcomer to the league, is, is having a very good year. So they're better. And, you know, Valpo is, you know, kind of still trying to figure it out. But, I mean, when you look at the the bottom three or four or five right now through the first five, they had solid non-conference. Yeah. Um, the bottom record. is better, so it helps the top. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we look forward to all that. So let's talk a little bit about this weekend. I just put out a story. We're at the quarter pole and all this top-heavy thing. And tomorrow, two of the four-and-one teams, well, four of the four-and-one teams play each other. Belmont's at Indiana State, and uh, Drake is at Southern Illinois. Um, just gigantic games. I mean, in the, the relative sense that it's still early in the season, uh, but I'm super excited about those two games where we see some of the top teams really go at it. Well, what, what you're going to find with those two games, I think, is maybe we're going to find who's going to win this league based on those two games because it's really about hold and serve at home. Hmm. If Southern Illinois can can win at home against Drake, I mean, it puts them in the driver's seat, so to speak, early on, obviously. And, it, and then the same thing with Belmont, Indiana State. So – it's so important. Um, you know, I, I'll compare it to another league, right? The Big 12. Kansas has won the Big 12, I don't know, 19 out of 20 years that Bill Self has been there, or 20 out of 21, some ridiculous number. Well, the reason they win it every year is because they never lose at home. You know, so. And there's some controversy about why they never win at home. Well, that's, at home. True. that's true, too. <laughs> uh, we won't talk about the team no. you gave. No. But it, it's a case of. You know, you have to protect home court because it's so hard to win on the road. So, you know, if if I were handicapping those games, I mean, the question is, okay, who is Brian Mullins going to put on Tucker DeVries? And can they slow him down? I mean, he has 29 against Indiana State the other night. You know, if if he goes off for 29 or 30, Southern Illinois is in trouble. Um you know, so who's going to guard him? Who's going to slow him down? Uh, kind of the same thing with Indiana State. Who's going to guard Cade Tyson for Belmont? You know, I think it's going to be a good matchup, I would think, the matchup between Malik Dia and Robbie Avila for fun. Indiana State. I mean, two guys who, you know, Avila is a little more athletic than I think people give him credit for. Um, but both of them can shoot the three and they'll stretch it and they'll put it on the floor. So, that's going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, I think it's that's going to be a fun game. I get to be broadcasting that one tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, a year ago uh, when they played in Nashville, only played once last year, Belmont wins 89-88. They were losing the whole game, came from behind, win it basically at the buzzer 89-88. Then they come to Arch Madness. They meet each other in the quarterfinals or whatever, and Indiana State wins 94-91. I mean, I'm, I'm – I'm, Super excited about the potential of a whole lot of baskets going in. Nobody's working on their defensive stats in that game. <laughs> you know, it's like 
I just hope you have a seatbelt on because it's going to be up and down. Yeah, really looking forward to that. I, I did want to ask you, so I, there, there are obvious people, right, in terms of what we would call the bird watch. You talked about Tucker DeVries. We've talked about Xavier Johnson. Is there is there an outsider between those two? Because those are the two that everybody's kind of talking about. Uh, you could throw a number of names that would be that next tier. Who who is would be your dark horse to knock off one of those guys? You know, I guess it really comes down to, to where teams finish in the end. So, you know, it's going to be somebody in that top three or four, so to speak. Um, you know, maybe a dark horse. Um, if Murray State continues to play well, could be a guy like Rob Perry. Um, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's like, who's got – who's got the better, better supporting cast, mm. right? So you look at Indiana State and, you know, they're very well balanced. I, I don't, you know, I can say this, they're all good players and they all could pick their night when they, they go off. You know, Southern Illinois, if Xavier Johnson has a bad night, I don't think they're going to win. It's just, they just don't have enough depth at the guard position to cover for him having a bad night um you know if Hunter DeVries doesn't have a good night I, I'd tell you I love the right kid mm-hmm. Aiken Wright who who's been terrific for them Connor Enright has been solid as well but you know they maybe have enough they can survive and they have survived when Tucker hasn't had a good shooting night um so I mean how much does that come into play <clears throat> um but we'll see yeah, my dark horse is Connor Hickman. I think I think he's the most ear un well, no, maybe not the most. I think he's very irreplaceable. I think he makes Bradley so much better. Uh, so that's kind of my little dark horse. The One Puede Project is near and dear to my heart. Parts of West Africa are extremely poor and birth defects and malnutrition are rampant. In those impoverished countries, the When Puede Project is there to help with medical treatment, surgeries, medicines, and therapy. Well, really, whatever those children need. If you'd like to help, head to sheltering-wings.org. You'll see someone with my last name on there, and you can lend a hand to terminally ill children in West Africa. That's sheltering-wings.org. I'm a big fan of the Upside app. I'm making cash back every time I use the Upside app for gas, groceries, my favorite fast food place, and other restaurants. Go to the Upside app and type in the invite code Harry5474, and you can make a little extra to help out your bottom line. It's the Upside app with the invite code Harry5474. I don't know if you've seen enough of the of the teams and all that, and I don't know that I've even scoured it myself. Is there – maybe it's Chuck Bailey. Is there a freshman uh, that has stood out to you beyond him? He's the highest-scoring freshman in the league, Evansville's Chucky Bailey. Uh, I think uh, I'll go through – roll it through my head here. Um, I guess Overton at Drake would be in that conversation. Overton um, – We'll see over the next couple of weeks, Nick Kramer yeah. at Missouri State. Um, he's had some solid games. I mean, if he continues through the course of the year, maybe Nick Kramer might be my my other dark, my other pick for a freshman of the year. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out as well. When's, when's the next time we're going to see you on television? So I, I am off this weekend, so I'm just going to be sitting in front of the TV watching you. Okay, me and, and Dan uh, Muller tomorrow, 1 o'clock. And uh, a bunch of other games because there's some good ones. And, uh, and then I will have Bradley and Belmont in Peoria, um, which uh, a, a, week from, a week from now, that could be a battle for first place. Yeah, it really could be. Well, I think the seasons is just – I just think it's so exciting. And one of the reasons that you brought up is because the, the lower-tier teams are better – so that whole net and all that stuff is better, but that means some of those games will be more difficult as well. Uh, I love how they're playing. I mean, it's it's staggering to me that they could lose, that Southern could lose the guys they did, and uh, Bradley could lose the guy they did, and and Valpo could lose the guy they did, and and the league is way better. I mean, that that says so much about this these coaches and the way they recruited and the way they're building their programs. I was just going to say that it's it's the quality of coaches that. You know, the, quite frankly, the teams have been able to hold on to. I mean, the run that Darren DeVries has had through his first five, six years that, you know, that he's still a Drake, a credit to, to the Drake Bulldogs and able to keep him. And Brian Wardle, I mean, the run he's had at Bradley. And, you know, so it, it's, it's very good coaching, um, you know, that has been able to continue the success and to – you know, the, the young guys who, who came in, Ryan Peden and David Ragland, you know, obviously Coach Powell at, at Valparaiso is in his first year. So he's, you know, he's a year behind. He's where Ragland and, and Peden were a year Last ago. Year. Yep. And and he'll get him going. Um, but I, I I love what, what those two guys are doing at Illinois State and Evansville. And if I was coaching at, at Drake and, and Belmont, I, I wouldn't like it because, you know, now it's not a gimme anymore. It's, it's a dogfight. <laughs> That's exactly right. Rich, I won't keep you any longer. Appreciate the time. I always like to catch up and learn more about basketball when I talk to you. And and uh, besides that, I just like you. We did a game together, I don't know, two years ago. And I showed up and I forgot my tie. And so I had to wear a Rich Zavosic tie uh, to get on television one time. So he saved my, you saved my bacon that one time. I learned a long time. I'm a sloppy eater. So I always bring two ties. <laughs> well, I brought two to my last game because I, so you, you're discipling me. I appreciate it. Uh, well, it was fun, Harry. It was fun. Appreciate your time. That's Rich Savosic. You've been watching Voices of the Valley here on ValleyHoopsInsider.com. Appreciate your time today. And remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.